This episode of Check the Locks is brought to you by our friends at Audible. Audible is your one-stop shop for audio entertainment where you can always find the best of what you love or discover something new. That's right. Audible offers an incredible selection of audiobooks across every genre, from mysteries, thrillers, biographies, and of course, true crime. And as an Audible member, you can choose one title a month from their catalog to keep forever, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. Audible members also get access to thousands of podcasts from popular favorites, exclusive new series, and this very podcast you're listening to now. Plus, the Audible app makes it easy to listen anytime, anywhere. While traveling, working out, walking the dog, doing chores, Audible makes listening anywhere easy. And best of all, Check the Locks listeners can try Audible for free for 30 days. So head over to audibletrial.com slash checkthelocks or click the link in the show notes to start enjoying Audible today. Warning, Check the Locks podcast is a true crime podcast and may contain graphic descriptions of violence, murder, sexual assault, and more. Check the Locks podcast is not appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Welcome back to Check the Locks Presents True Crime for the short on time. As always, I'm John Connor. I'm Olivia Cornu. Saying thank you for joining us this week as we dive into yet another truly terrifying bite-sized true crime case. Before we get started, as always, Olivia, it is wonderful to see you. How are you? How has your week been? I'm doing really well. Kind of got a little bit of a headache going on this evening, but I'm making it. I think it's all just sinuses. How are you? I think it is just that time of year. Kara has a swollen lymph node right now. I've got some like weird drainage stuff. So I think it's just allergies and the Canadian smoke show still blowing and stuff like that. So hopefully everyone gets feeling better soon, but just making it through. I'm excited for this case. I was looking at your notes and definitely looks like it's going to be interesting. I can't wait to talk about it. I know I'm short on time. I know you're short on time. The listeners are like, stop yapping. Should we just jump into it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. On Memorial Day weekend 2018 in Thousand Oaks, California, 27-year-old Bryn Spetcher spent the day with her friends. Around 10 p.m., Bryn and her husky Aria headed over to her new boyfriend's apartment, 26-year-old Chad O'Melia. Chad lived in the Casa de Oaks condo complex with two other male roommates. He grew up in Santa Clarita, California, where he had lived with his Irish immigrant parents. He worked at an accounting firm while studying to become an accountant himself. Chad had recently met Bryn at a local dog park in April 2018, and the pair bonded over their dogs. Now, on May 28, 2018, Chad's roommate, Vinny Oliveria, arrived home from work around 10.30 p.m. He was showering and settling in for the night when he heard someone yell, Get off me! Oliveria ignored it, thinking that Bryn and Chad were just playing around. But then he heard things breaking downstairs. As he went to see what the commotion was all about, he saw both Bryn and Chad's dogs scared sitting at the top of the stairs. When Vinny went downstairs, he was shocked to see furniture turned upside down and the couch covered with blood. He then saw a horrific sight, his friend and roommate Chad bleeding from multiple stab wounds. He then looked over at Bryn, 
She had a blank stare across her face and she was still holding the knife. Oliveria quickly ran to his room to call 911. Police responded to the Casa de Oaks apartments around 1.15 a.m. and sadly Chad Omelia was pronounced dead at the scene. Bryn was bleeding with a knife in hand. Now Bryn Spetcher was born in Chicago. She had hearing impairment that required her to wear hearing aids, and this prompted her to pursue her career as an audiologist. She graduated from Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis, and after, she took a job at the Thousand Oaks UCLA campus in 2017. So the question lingered. What would make a well-educated woman attack her boyfriend of only about a month? Now, reports say that Omelia went outside to smoke marijuana out of a bong. Bryn was interested in trying and she joined him. She reportedly took two hits before she began to attack her boyfriend. Now Bryn was treated at the hospital for four days for a self-inflicted stab wound. After, she was arrested and charged with first-degree murder on June 1st. During her time at the hospital, she reportedly told police that she was forced to take the second hit. Her blood toxicology report was only positive for marijuana. That must have been some strong stuff. Something. Because, I mean, that's crazy. I have a story I'll tell you here in a little bit, but I mean, that's just, that's a hell of a freak out from smoking some weed, you know, like, ugh, feel bad for everybody involved. Yeah. Now, Bryn, she posted bail of $510,000 and was released from prison on June 7th, 2018. Autopsy results from Dr. Mina of Ventura County reported that Chad Omelia suffered 108 stab wounds from two different knives. Chad had 18 wounds to his head. He had 27 wounds to his neck, four of which damaged his trachea, jugular vein, and carotid artery. And additionally, he had over 30 wounds to his torso, shoulders, chest, and back. There were defensive wounds that lined his hands, and the autopsy showed that Chad was most likely moving as he was being attacked. The bong and the remaining marijuana that was left at Omelia's house were sent for testing. They did not reveal any traces of other drugs, only true THC. Now, this trial has been delayed several times, and one big reason being the pandemic. Additionally, Bryn's team has continued to ask for extensions as she would need to be able to read the lips in the courtroom, thus prompting more delays. And people have multiple theories about what happened that evening. One of them being that Chad could have attacked her and that she was forced to take that second hit off the bong. His roommate, Vinny, told police that he too had smoke from the bong at one point and had a weird effect. Others argue that Bryn may have suffered from a drug-induced psychosis. She has claimed that she felt she was dying and that the only way to save herself was to harm Chad. During the arrest, she had to be tased several times before she was able to be detained. Now, on December 8, 2022, a judge approved for Spetcher to undergo psychological testing. This included a test of 560 true or false questions that is used to help diagnose mental health disorders. Now, this case hasn't garnered much attention, but a hearing readiness conference is scheduled for August 8, 2023, and a trial date of September 5th has also been set. Now, remember, Bryn has been out of jail since June 7, 2018. There are reports that during the attack, her dog Aria was treated for a stab wound, yet somehow the dog was returned to Bryn? and no charges of animal cruelty were brought against her. Over the years, she has been seen traveling and active on social media platforms. And this has obviously been upsetting to Chad Omelia's friends and family. They are anxious for the trial to begin and hopefully get some closure around the loss of their loved one.
That's it, John. That's my case this week. This is absolutely crazy. And I have to tell you, I think, in my opinion, just based on what we covered in the story, Mm -hmm. I definitely think that this is drug-induced psychosis. I think she had never smoked weed before and went a little hard in the paint, and it took her to another dimension, and she'd lost her mind for a little bit. And I say that because I have experience (laughs) with something similar. So me, oh my, I do want to give a warning because uh, somebody named Ed underscore is underscore just underscore human made a comment on our Instagram about how I have a lot of stories to share. So, Ed, (laughs) we're sharing another one. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the podcast. But I did reply and tell you I had more stories. And so I'm going to share one that I feel is relevant to this case. So I've talked about it before, but when I was a younger man. I played in bands. John smoked weed. I enjoyed marijuana as a young man. I was dating a young woman who had never really dabbled in the green arts. And one day I went to band practice and she came with me. And it was on that day that she decided that she would like to finally try a little bit of weed. So a normal boyfriend or a normal person would have been like, let me find some rolling papers or a one hitter. We didn't have any of that. The only thing that we had was a bong worse. Are you familiar with the steamroller? No. So a steamroller is just a giant glass pipe with a little bowl on top. So you put your mouth on one end and the hand and your hand on the other and you light the little bowl and the whole pipe fills with smoke and then you take your hand off. That's a normal steamroller. One of the dudes in my band had one that was shaped like a lightning bolt. So if it was straight, it probably would have been like two and a half feet long. Oh my goodness. And we were like, this is fine. (laughs) So I've forgotten that in high school, she was in color guard. So she was marching all the time and really good at controlling her breathing. She didn't smoke cigarettes. She had these like really like strong lungs. And so we lit it and she cleared it and immediately just started coughing her face off. And as soon as she was done coughing, tears. She immediately just started crying harder than any person I've ever seen in my entire life. And she sat back in her chair and the first words out of her mouth were, I'm in 12 different worlds right now. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Then she was like, I can't breathe. I think I'm dying. She made me call her brother. And was like, she wants me to take her to the ER. And her brother was like, don't take her to the ER. Give her like some cookies and a soda and like let her sit. But she's like, I can't speak English right now. She went to a different dimension. And as you were going through, I was just vividly remembering that. And I'm like, oh, this poor girl, she had the same thing, but something in her like. She felt she was dying is what the reports have said so far. You know, I'm interested to know what actually comes out, but that she felt she was dying. And the only way that she knew how to save herself was to harm him. It was like she was saying she heard voices. And so then there's rumors that she was schizophrenic, but you don't shouldn't have like a an instant break like that. I think smoking off of the bong truly probably did induce this drug psychosis. Yeah. And paranoia is a real thing. Like I've I've have friends who've dabbled in it for years and they've had to quit because as they've gotten older, the paranoia kind of sets in a little bit harder than mm-hmm. it did when they were younger and they yeah. can't mess with it. Anymore. You have more worries these days than 
Right. You've got more things to be stressed out about. So like, you know, she could have been having these feelings where she didn't feel safe and she felt like somebody was going to hurt her and she had to fight back. Mm -hmm. But especially given her history, this doesn't sound like anything that was premeditated. It doesn't sound like she intended to hurt anybody. Oh, yeah. She has no criminal records and everybody that knows her is like, how? Why? I don't understand. She would never. So I I hope this is something that comes out on like court TV that we can that we can follow along pretty closely. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see because I and again, you know, complete speculation, but I could very much see depending on what the results of the psychological exams are. Mm-hmm. I could very much see her getting away with minimal time if like no time at all, because if it is a psychotic break, like you can't be held responsible for your actions in that break. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. So it's hard to be like, no, you're guilty. You know what I mean? It's, I don't know. And, and that it's in California, which tends to be a little bit more liberal leaning. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. But all I kept thinking was like that poor girl, you know, obviously poor Chad as well. You know what I mean? He was a victim in all this. And I'm sure to him, he was just like, yeah, I'm just smoking weed with my girlfriend. Right. And it's not for everybody, dude. Some people's wires, they cross and it, (laughs) It's real weird real quick. Yep. Well, that's it. What are you thinking on the deadbolt? I mean, deadbolt test, I I think I'll put this at a four. It's going to come in rather low. You know what I mean? Um, Maybe it's because, you know, in my experience, I hung out with some professionals. I wasn't worried about anybody, (laughs) you know, having massive panic attacks or psychosis or anything like that. But it's not something that I'm worried about happening to me. It's not going to make me go and check my locks tonight. Right. so I'd say a four. The only reason I'm putting it a four is because it's the surprise factor. Like I said, like me and Chad, you're probably just like, I'm smoking with my girlfriend. We're relaxing. It's a Friday night. It's a holiday weekend. And then all of a sudden you're being stabbed and like thinking about your brain trying to compute what's happening in real time. Like right. that's really scary to me, but yeah, that would be the level that it gets me. What about you? Where are you at? You know, I'm going to put it about like a three. It's not that scary. It's not going to make me go check my locks. I do think that this was off an act of psychosis. I don't think that she had any ill will towards him. I don't think she had some weird vendetta against men. I think these were two people that had just met. They were both very successful people and something bad just happened. And, you know, maybe once the court documents and more evidence and things are out to the public, maybe I'll have a different opinion about it. But right now that's how I'm feeling. Yeah, I agree. I I think the other thing that leads me to believe that it's psychosis as well is that you know, she hurt her dog. You know, where when you're in that state, it's like, oh, this dog's coming near me. Is this dog trying to hurt me as well? I think Vinny is very lucky that, you know, nothing happened to him. Because if the police had to tase her when when they got there. She wasn't someone right. No. So I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to follow this case and and see where it goes. But, you know, my heart breaks for Chad's family, you know, Mm -hmm. because that's the thing. Even if it is psychosis, it's nothing sinister, you know. And something like that happens. It's almost like it's an accident, you know, where it's like, I didn't mean to do this. I just literally got put in a different dimension and didn't realize what I was doing, you know? Right. So I don't know. And it's hard there too, because like, you know, California is a legal state. So she wasn't breaking any laws. You know, it's not like being in Tennessee or something like that, where it's like, well, you had, you were in possession of a legal substance or anything like that. So it's, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out. Well, that is where we fall on the deadbolt test for this week's episode. I'm coming in at a four. Olivia is putting it at a three. But we want to know, where does the murder of Chad Omelia fall on your deadbolt test? 
you can let us know. Reach out to us on Instagram and check the locks. Find us on Twitter, check the locks pod. We're hanging out on threads. You can find us over there. And if you're not in our Facebook group, what are you doing? Come hang out with us. We would love to get to know you. And as always, if you are interested in financially supporting Check the Locks, you can do so by becoming a patron. Head over to patreon.com forward slash check the locks. You can get signed up today. We've got stickers, coffee mugs, exclusive t-shirts, all stuff that you can only get for being a patron. Plus, you get the episodes ad-free and early. So if you like the show but you hate commercials, go sign up today. We have tiers starting as low as $3 a month, and any support is greatly appreciated. And if you cannot financially support Check the Locks, we definitely understand Just listening and sharing the show with your friends or family means just as much, if not more. So if that is you, you're listening every week, you're letting your friends, people you care about know about this weird little podcast, just know that we appreciate it more than we could ever tell you. That is how we're going to grow. That's how we're going to get more people into our family and just really, you know, continue to be able to do this for as long as we can. So if that is you, you're sharing what we do, just know that we appreciate you more than we could tell you. That is all that we have for this week's case, but please make sure that you are subscribed to Check the Locks on your favorite podcast app so that you never miss an episode. We will see you again next week with a brand new, truly terrifying, bite-sized true crime case. But until then, don't forget to check the locks. See you next week. Bye-bye.